0: Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of writers and thinkers. I'm Leslie Turnbull, a contributing writer at TheWeek.com, and this week I'd like to talk about our morbid fascination with dark TV shows. Shortly after becoming hooked on the hit Netflix series, House of Cards, I turned to my husband one evening and gasped. He's so bad. Who even knows what fictional politician Frank Underwood had just done? Sabotaged a colleague? Pushed a former lover in front of a subway train? Seduced his hapless Secret Service bodyguard? It could have been all three. The House of Cards anti-hero and his equally despicable wife are just bad people. So bad. I killed them both just like he said I did. But of course, nobody believes it, and nobody ever will. Because that's how good we are at making things disappear. House of Cards isn't the only series I follow. Game of Thrones also has me in its gruesome, draconic thrall. I'm totally into The Walking Dead, too. And apparently, I'm not the only American who appreciates shows chock-full of evil and gore. It's good to be bad these days. Programs that skew grim consistently dominate ratings. Orange is the New Black. Women in Prison. Check. Marco Polo. Greed, betrayal, sexual intrigue, and rivalry. Check. Mr. Robot. Mentally ill, drug-addicted, anti-hero. Check, check, and double-check. This fascination with theatrical badness seems counterintuitive given how much horror the real world has to offer at present. Why do we want to watch Vikings raping and pillaging when ISIS is actually doing plenty of that in real time? Who needs pretty little liars when we have Kardashians? Why call Saul when our own elected officials and nominees to public office regularly demonstrate more moral ambiguity than any fictional character could ever play on TV. See, this fascination with theatrical badness predates peak TV. Heck, it even predates cable and electricity. No, if we want to dig around for the roots of our attraction to the dark side, we can start in the 17th century. People in the 17th century, like us, also experienced turbulent times. The intellectual and artistic renaissance created new technologies and unprecedented global interaction, but it also inspired social unrest and cultural upheaval. Exploration and trade filled the coffers of wealthy aristocrats and fueled economic expansion. It also created periods of depression and oppression of the working class. Sound familiar? There's more. There were catastrophic outbreaks of disease. There was a period of climate change that caused more than failed crops. It fueled famine, war, and crisis. Enter William Shakespeare. This 16th and early 17th century English poet and playwright was not only a brilliant author. Shakespeare was also a keen cultural observer and critic. He knew how to manipulate the emotions of his audience to alleviate their anxieties about the world. People left the Glow Theater feeling good, even if the play they had attended was one of Shakespeare's darker tragedies. Audiences loved Macbeth, with its scary witches, vengeful ghosts, and very evil human beings. Hamlet was a hit because of its disturbing themes of mental illness, betrayal, and death ditto King Lear. The Tempest, another tale of sorcery, usurpation, and violence, is considered by many to be a thinly-veiled expose of post-colonial angst. Still, these Elizabethan audiences were living in a world of uncertainty and violence. You'd expect them to be repelled by, rather than attracted to, entertainment that played upon their greatest fears and anxieties. But that's what makes Shakespeare so genius. And today's TV writers have taken notice. People like to be unnerved. Audiences like nothing better than a good scare, provided that scare is in the safe, unthreatening confines of a theater or a screen. So, when the world around you presents very real dangers like terrorism, Zika, and Donald Trump, Try to deliberately expose yourself to television programs, movies, and even books that stimulate fear, isolation, and anger. The feelings these entertainments arouse are kind of like psychological homeopathy. The stimulus may not be pleasant in the moment, but you know it's not going to hurt you. You can get up and walk away anytime you want. This knowledge gives rise to feelings of control and security, which are things we all crave right now. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. For more of TheWeek.com's selection of podcasts, including 7-Minute Explainers and This Week, I learned, go to theweek.com slash audio, and if you like what you hear, subscribe. Tell your friends. Give us a rating or a review on iTunes. I'm Leslie Turnbull, and thanks for listening.